0: chapter 8 of the diamond master by Jacques futrel this librivox recording is in the public domain chapter 8 some conjectures mr gustav schultz dropped in to see mr latham after luncheon and listened with puckered brows to a recital of the substance of the detective's preliminary report made that afternoon before mr burns left here rather abruptly mr latham explained in conclusion saying he would see me again, either last night or today, He has not appeared yet, and it may be that when he comes he will be able to add materially to what we know now. The huge German sat for a time with vacant eyes. The great question, Latham, he observed at last gravely, is where does Wynne get them? I know that i know it said mr latham impatiently that is the very question we are trying to solve and if we don't solve it latham we'll have to do whatever he says mr schultz continued slowly and we may have to do whatever he says anyhow put one hundred million dollars into diamonds in one year just the five of us demanded the other it's preposterous It is preposterous, the German agreed readily, but there is no argument. He was silent for a little while. Where does he get them? Where does he get them? He repeated thoughtfully. Do you believe, Latham, it would be possible to smuggle in twenty, thirty, a hundred million dollars of diamonds? Certainly not, was the reply. Then if they were not smuggled in, they are somehow on the records of the custom-house, "'aren't they?' Mr. Latham snapped his fingers with the sudden realization of this possibility. "'Schultz, I believe that is our clue,' he exclaimed keenly. "'Certainly they would have been listed by the Customs Department, and come to think of it, the tariff on them would have been enormous, so enormous that—that—and he lost the hopeful tone.' "'so enormous that we must have heard of it "'when it became a matter of public record.' "'Yah,' Mr. Schultz agreed. "'Diamonds like those duplicates of the coroner, "'the Orloff, and the regent, "'could never have passed through a custom-house, Latham, "'without attracting attention. "'So?' Mr. Latham acquiesced by a nod of his head. Mr. Schultz sat regarding him through half-closed eyelids. And if they are not on the custom records, he continued slowly, and they are not smuggled in then Latham, mine got man, don't you see? See what then they are produced in this country for a minute or two. Mr. Latham sat perfectly still, gazing into the other's eyes, first, he was startled, then this gave way to incredulity. AND AT LAST HE SHOOK HIS HEAD. NO, HE SAID FLATLY, NO. LATHAM, THE AMERICANS PRODUCE ANYTHING, THE GERMAN WENT ON PATIENTLY. IN 1848 WE DIDN'T KNOW CALIFORNIA WAS FULL OF GOLD, AND SO LATE AS 1894 WE DIDN'T KNOW THE Klondike WAS FULL OF GOLD. THE GREATEST DIAMOND FIELDS WE KNOW NOW ARE IN AFRICA, BUT IN 1866 WE DIDN'T KNOW IT. THERE IS NO REASON WE SHOULD NOT PRODUCE DIAMONDS. BUT LOOK HERE, SCHULTZ, MR. LATHAM EXPOSTULATED, IT'S, IT'S UNHEARD OF. SO WAS THE MISSISSIPPI RIVER UNTIL IT WAS DISCOVERED, THE GERMAN ARGUED COMPLACENTLY. YOU ARE A DIAMOND DEALER, LATHAM, BUT YOU DON'T KNOW MUCH ABOUT THEM, WHERE THEY COME FROM. "'Is Zenki here? Send for him. "'He knows more about diamonds than any man that ever lived.' "'Mr. Latham sent an office-boy for Zenki, "'who, a few minutes later, "'appeared with an inquiry in his beady-black eyes "'and a nod of recognition for Mr. Schultz. "'Sit down, Mr. Zenki,' the German invited. "'Sit down and draw a long breath, "'and then tell Latham here something about diamonds.' "'What is it, please?' "'Mr. Zenki asked of Mr. Latham. "'Mr. Zenki, have you any very definite idea "'as to where those diamonds came from?' asked Mr. Latham. "'No,' was the unhesitating response. "'Is it possible that they might have been found in the— "'in the United States?' Mr. Latham went on. "'Certainly, they might have been found anywhere. "'As a matter of fact, were any diamonds ever found in the United States?' "'Yes, frequently. One very large diamond was found in 1855 at Manchester, across the James River from Richmond, Virginia. It weighed twenty-four carats when cut, and is the largest, I believe, ever found in this country.' Mr. Latham seemed surprised. "'Why, you astonish me,' he remarked. "'Wait a minute, and he'll astonish you some more,' Mr. Schultz put in confidently.' "'Where else in the United States have diamonds been found, Zenki? "'In California, in North Carolina, and in Hall County, Georgia,' replied the expert readily. "'There is a good ground for the belief that the stone found at Richmond had been washed down from the mountains farther in the interior, and if that is true there is a substantial basis for the scientific hypothesis that diamond-fields lie somewhere in the Appalachian range.' BECAUSE THE DIAMONDS FOUND IN BOTH NORTH CAROLINA AND GEORGIA WERE ADJACENT TO THOSE MOUNTAINS. HE PAUSED A MOMENT. THIS IS ALL A MATTER OF RECORD. HIS EMPLOYER WAS LEANING FORWARD IN HIS CHAIR, GRIPPING THE ARMS FIERCELY AS HE STARED AT HIM. DO YOU BELIEVE IT POSSIBLE, MR. Zenki? HE ASKED DELIBERATELY, THAT MR. Wynne HAS FOUND THESE DIAMOND-FIELDS? THE EXPERT SHRUGGED HIS SLENDER SHOULDERS. "'It is possible, of course,' he replied. "'From time to time great sums of money have been spent in searching for them, so—' He waved his hand and was silent. "'So you see, Latham,' Mr. Schultz interpolated, "'we don't know anything much. "'We know the African fields, and the Australian fields, "'and the Brazilian fields, and the fields in India, "'but we don't know if new fields have been found.' "'By the time you have lived so long as me, you won't know any more as I do.' There was silence for a long time. Mr. Zenki sat with impassive face, and his hands at rest on the arms of the chair. At last he spoke. "'If you'll pardon me, Mr. Latham, may I suggest another possibility?' "'That is,' demanded Mr. Schultz quickly. "'Did you ever hear of the French scientist Charles Friedel?' Mr. Zenki asked, addressing Mr. Latham. "'Never, no. Well, this idea has occurred to me. Some years ago he discovered two or three small diamonds in a meteor. We may safely assume, from the fact that there were diamonds in one meteor, that there may be diamonds in other meteors, therefore—' The German importer anticipated his line of thought, and arose with a guttural burst of Teutonic expletives.' therefore the expert went on steadily is it not possible that mr wynne has stumbled upon a huge deposit of diamonds in some meteoric substance some place in this country a meteor may have fallen anywhere of course and it may have been only two months ago or it may have been two thousand years ago it may even be buried in his cellar the huge german nodded his head vigorously with sparkling eyes "'It seems extremely probable that if a diamond field has been discovered in the Appalachian range,' Mr. Zanki went on, "'it would have become public in spite of every effort to prevent it, whereas it is possible that a meteor containing diamonds might have been hidden away easily, and also the productions of diamonds from such a source in this country would not make it necessary for the diamonds to pass through the custom-house.' "'Is it clear, sir?' Why, it's absurd! Fantastic! Chimerical! Mr. Latham burst out irritably. It's ridiculous to consider such a thing. I beg your pardon, Mr. Czenki apologized. It is only a conjecture, of course. I may add that I don't believe that three stones, of the size of the replicas which Mr. Wynne produced here, could have been found anywhere in the world, and brought in here, smuggled in or in the usual way, and the secret held against the thousands of men who daily watched the diamond-fields and markets. It would not be difficult, however, if one man alone knew the source of the stones, to keep it from the world at large. "'I beg your pardon,' he added. He arose as if to go. Mr. Schultz brought a heavy hand down on the slim shoulder of the expert, and turned to Mr. Latham. "'Latham!' "'You are listening to the man who knows more than all of us put in a crowd,' he declared. "'Mine got! I do believe he's right.' Mr. Latham was a cold, unimaginative man of business. He hadn't even believed in fairies when he was a boy. This was child talk. He permitted himself to express his opinion by a jerk of his head and was silent. "'Diamonds like those out of meteors? Bosh!' End of chapter 8